Hi guys, welcome back. This is my third episode now on the Minds Library, so thanks for being here and thanks for coming back to listen to me again. Um, I said this last time and I'll say it again, a big thank you to everybody who has been listening to my podcast so far, who's been sharing it and also messaging me, um, giving me feedback and really um, sharing ideas with me as well. And basically, I just want to just give a big shout out to all of the people so far and all of you guys that have been listening because it does really mean a lot to me. So before I jump into the topic that I want to be discussing today, I just really, I want to touch base on the the reason behind my podcast and the real uh, turning point for me that was the beginning of me starting this podcast. So basically, I've been thinking about starting a podcast for quite a while now, and anyone who knows me personally knows that I love to talk. I can talk for hours, um, and I get really fast when I talk, I get really excited when I talk, and I'm very much known in my friendship groups um, for for talking. So obviously, starting a podcast is definitely a path of least resistance for me. And also podcasts are one of my favorite things to listen to in my own life. I listen to so many different podcasts and I love podcasts because you don't have to, you know, sit down and watch a video. You don't have to read it. You can actually, you know, do other things while you're listening to the podcast as well. So that's another reason why I really love uh, absorbing different information, ideas and like, you know, uh, having fun listening to podcasts, listening to people who are inspiring on podcasts, whatever, whatever. You can do it while you're doing other things. I'm always listening to podcasts when I'm driving around, or when I'm cooking, or just when I'm sitting around relaxing and I want to listen to something. So that's another reason why I decided that for me, uh, a podcast was a good way to go. But basically over the past year, Um, I've definitely gone through a lot of life changes and I've gone through um, immense personal growth. Um, I've opened up to a lot of new ideas and basically the ideas that I've chosen to be the foundation of my belief system have served me so much, served me, served the people that are around me. It's really allowed me to reconnect with who I am and my purpose, my passion, you know, the impact that I want to make during my life and because of that I recently um, completed a life coaching certification and I've been working with clients since the start of this year so for me I thought well the best way for me to start connecting with people building a community and not only creating positive change in my clients but also Uh, and people who listen to this podcast, I really wanted to expand my reach. So that was the the meaning behind me starting this podcast. And I just jumped straight into recording because that was just what I had to do. You know, you can just sit around and think about what you're going to do over and over and never really take any action on it. And I think when I made the decision that I was going to start a podcast, I just had to hit the ground running and get out some episodes. And it's definitely done exactly what I thought it would. Um, As I said, I've gotten really great feedback and I've been connecting with people I know. And I've also been making new friends um, with people that have been messaging me online and yeah, sharing their ideas with me and their feedback with me. So it's really given me the 
the motivation to just continue on with this podcast and continue changing, uh, offering new perspectives that could potentially create positive change in one person at a time. So that is why I've started this podcast. I would love to build, the aim is to build a community through this podcast and, you know, uh, increase my audience, my reach, so I can help people through this podcast and also um, potentially connect with people on this podcast who would love to work with me on a one-on-one basis. So uh, yeah, so now you've got more of a rundown on why why this I'm here speaking to you every week. And I'll probably do a little introduction at the start of my podcast, just breaking down, you know, who I am and what I do, just so there's more kind of context as to, again, why why I'm doing this podcast and why, why you're listening to me. So yeah, that's a little update. Um, I'm really excited to be going on this journey and I'm just, every day is, is a new challenge, is a is a new gift and I'm just really looking forward to seeing what happens in the next few months because it's crazy how quickly your life can change and how sometimes we just think, oh, you know, it's going to take months or years for, for, for my dreams to be realized. But ultimately, it's up to us to decide when we want them to be a part of our reality. So I'm really excited to just go on this ride and, yeah, take, take you guys with me. You're going to be hearing me from basically near, nearly the start of this new chapter of my life and you're going to be able to follow along on this podcast and yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be like a little uh, diary log in a way too and a journal of like my progress, but it's also going to be a place where I will be sharing ideas, perspectives and yeah, new thoughts that could change someone's life and could really open up one person's mind, a hundred person's mind. I don't care how many people or if how many people, because for me, I just, just getting one message is just such a great thing to hear that someone has listened to this and they've felt like they're not alone or they've gone, wow, I actually hadn't thought about this that way. That's really helping me to start to see things in a way that not only serves me better, but also serves my relationships better. So yeah, that's it. I could talk about this for hours, but that's my little introduction there. And now I'm going to jump into the topic that I'll be talking about today. Okay, so today I'm actually going to be breaking down blame. So I know I've touched on blame in the last two episodes, but today I'm really going to be diving in depth and discussing what blame is, why we do it, why blame isn't productive and it's hurting us and it's also hurting others, and how we can take back control, you know, release these habits that we have these patterns where we fall back into blame and how we can take more responsibility of our lives. And by doing that, we can empower ourselves and we can also empower others around us. So the reason I think this is such an important thing to be talking about is because when I reflect on my own personal growth journey, the real, the real moment of change like the real moment for me where I was able to start making changes in my own life um, it really stemmed from the moment where I stopped blaming others for my experience and 
in doing so, I also stopped blaming myself and I kind of was able to step into this bigger picture idea that perhaps people don't need to be blamed. You know, perhaps I don't need to be blaming people for my experience and I don't even need to be blaming myself. And it's quite a relieving thing to realize that you don't have to be beating other people up or yourself up when it comes to um, unfavorable experiences that you've been having in your life. So that's why I'm talking about it today because I found that for me it was a pivotal realization and moment that I had on my journey where I was able to start breaking down my own thought patterns and reshaping the way I saw things so it could better serve me and allow me to live, you know, live with less stress, less anxiety, you know, not not feeling as depressed all the, all the time like I used to. And it also allowed me to really reconnect with the people in my life um, because I was able to be more vulnerable, more myself, because when I, yeah, when I released blame, I was able to take more responsibility for my experience and I was able to reconnect with who I am and become my own friend again, because I definitely wasn't my own friend for um, a number of years. Like, I think many of us go through, especially when we're going through our teenage years and wondering what the fuck life is. <laughs> we definitely have those times where we don't even realize that we're just, we're really being um, our own enemy. So what is blame? So blame is basically when you have, you have an experience or something that happens in your life and it's always, it's always related to when something negative happens because when something positive happens, we don't we don't blame because we're happy with the way things have gone. So we're just uh, we don't really question it in that much depth because we we don't feel this uh, like we don't feel this level of discomfort that we get from being in a negative situation. We feel the opposite. We feel joyful, happy, celebrated, loved. You know, and when we're in those moments, we don't want to we don't feel the need to like push them away. We want to embrace them. So. When we're blaming, we're kind of pushing something away from us. We're pushing an experience away. We're pushing away an idea. And when we're pushing it away, we it needs to fall somewhere. And that's why we push it onto our external experience. And usually it falls back on another person, but it also can be circumstance that we blame and many other things. But uh, yeah, blame is basically, uh, it's like uh, there's a triangle of responsibility involved when we're blaming. So I can't remember where this model comes from, the triangle of blame. I don't even know if that's what it's actually called. But basically, this is a theory that was developed by, I think, a psychologist. Um, I honestly, I could find the information and I'll link it in the podcast. But this triangle, uh, life triangle or whatever it is called, is a really good way to explain blame. Because basically, when you're blaming either yourself or someone else or an external event, you're playing the role of the victim because when you're blaming, you are perceiving and you are saying that, hey, this was out of my control. This wasn't my fault. I actually had nothing to do with this and there's nothing I could have done. So therefore, it's out of my control and I need to push this to someone else. That's what I said. You need to blame someone else for it to validate your own belief that it wasn't your fault. So when you're doing, whenever you're blaming, you are ultimately putting yourself in this place of I am the victim. So there's two other people, there's two other kind of stereotypes that play a role in this this triangle, and that is the the rescuer and the 
uh, what's it called? I can't remember the exact name, but there's a rescuer and then there's basically the villain. Uh, there's another name for it in the actual model, which I said I'll link in the uh, podcast notes if anyone would like to actually look into this further. But basically, when you're a victim, there's an enemy, there is someone, something that you put the blame on. It's like, poor me, this happened to me, and it's this person's fault. It's this this particular experience, it's, um, you know, it's a set of circumstances, it, you're pointing the finger. And usually when you're doing this, you're telling someone about it. You know, when you're, when you're in this place of victimization, you want to feel heard, you want to feel seen, and you want to be validated. So that's when the rescuer comes in and that's someone, whether it be a friend, a family member, or even yourself, someone will come in and go pat you on the shoulder and go, oh, you poor thing, you are a victim, it isn't your fault. Um, blah, blah, blah. And this is a really unhealthy way to live because basically uh, what the rescuer is doing is actually hurting you even more because one, you're actually building a form of codependency or dependency on the rescuer. So there might be, for example, a regular friend that you go to or you might go talk to your parents or a teacher or it could be anyone or anything or you might even journal about it and be reflecting to yourself but it is more likely that you're speaking to someone else and they are the rescuer they'll be just validating what you're saying even if the way that you're thinking about a certain event circumstance um, that's played out even if it isn't necessarily true and the rescuer can see that hey like that's probably not how it played out they're still not going to pull you up on what your kind of behaviors are in relation to the the process you're going to of blaming someone else. And they're going to pat you on the back. They're going to validate the pattern that you're doing. And ultimately, it's going to hinder your growth and it's going to, um, you're going to become dependent on that person for validation. So when you're a victim is when you blame. And when you blame, you don't feel like you have power and therefore you feel like you're out of control when it comes to uh, your ability to basically mitigate the environment around you and actually be able to do anything when or have any power when it comes to changing your circumstance. So that's what blame is and why we do it is basically what I was explaining in this this triangle is like the reason we blame others is because we don't we, don't, we want to validate our own idea that we are a victim, you know, like I am the one who's been hurt. I'm the one who's been hard done by. Please come help me. You know, I come to me. You should be on my side. You know, these guys are the bad guys, not me. And it's this way. Um, it's a form of protection. So I think it's easy when we're talking about the subject of blame to kind of self-reflect and look, I'm going to be, I'm going to spit a fact here. Everyone has been in a position where they have blamed someone else. Like there is no one on this planet that hasn't blamed someone or something for the reason why something didn't play out in their lives how they wanted it to. So this is something we all deal with and it's easy to be hard on ourselves when we start to realize that, oh shit, the way I'm thinking about something right now or, you know, me blaming someone else, uh, it's really not productive and it's really, uh, you know, you're right, I am playing the victim and therefore I do feel like I have no power. And when we kind of realize these patterns in ourselves, 
that's when we blame ourselves. So that's what I'm saying as well of like, we actually beat ourselves up further for the fact that we've realized, hey, this this way of thinking and being isn't serving me and it is my responsibility. Shit, I'm a, I'm a dickhead, I'm an idiot, blah, blah, blah. So I want to take a moment to give you some ideas that can help you with mitigating that response because I don't want anyone to be responding like that when, you know, when I work with my clients and I'm pulling up patterns and and you know identifying some ways of being thinking and processing that are not serving my clients i don't want them to to further dig themselves into a pit and make themselves feel worse about the patterns we're identifying because it isn't productive it is not productive to continue to go down this hole of negativity and beat ourselves up because that's why we blame so we blame others because we are vulnerable usually we are in a state of vulnerability when we're blaming because we feel powerless. So I want you to see blame as not as an enemy, but as a it's a protective structure that kind of protects your current state, but it doesn't serve in your growth. So we all go through stages in our lives where we're feeling like on top of the world, like I'm the shit, I'm killing it, I'm doing good, you know, I'm feeling good, I'm happy. And when we're in these states, we don't tend to blame because we're like, you know, we're in this state of being strong and we're like, we can take on that responsibility and be like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, that was my fault. Sorry about that or whatever. And we don't really tend to have an issue when it comes to blaming others because we have that strength and capacity to accept our experience. But it's when we're in a state of vulnerability, like when we're feeling you know, we're feeling anxious, depressed, angry, upset. We had some expectations that weren't met and that's kind of pushed us into this spiral. Um, it's in these moments when we are more vulnerable that we are more likely to start blaming. And the reason is because our nervous systems and our minds are overwhelmed. They tend to be in a state of overwhelm or overstimulation when when you're in a state of anxiety or stress or you know, fear, like you're, you tend to be thinking like a lot and you're very, very stimulated and it's easy to fall into this pattern of blaming because it's like, fuck, I already have enough shit to deal with right now and I can't take on any more. So it's, this is when the habitual response comes in and we will blame, as I said, circumstance or another person or whatever it may be. That's when we'll start to shoot blame. And it's it is important to see that it, it's benefit and see the role that it does play in our experience because as i said no matter where you go on your own personal personal growth journey no matter how deep you dive and no matter how much growth you go through um life is like riding waves and there's always going to be times where you aren't as strong as you usually are where you are more vulnerable and in those times blame will definitely show its face again and it's real that's why i love to identify these kind of patterns and ways of being and also show that the the somewhat positive side to it because you know like if you're to take on all this responsibility when you're already in a place of feeling terribly low you know depressed anxious um disconnected and then you continue to take on responsibility for everything that's happening, it can be overwhelming and it can be the difference between falling over the edge and having a complete mental breakdown um, in whatever way that may be, or it could be the difference in you being able to keep it together, um, reground, reprocess, slow down, and then like when you start 
reconnecting again, that's when you can go, okay, I am ready now to, to revisit the, revisit these areas or these situations where at the time I, I blamed someone else and I'm ready to revisit them and I'm ready to process them in a way that's healthier. And of course, like it's where an ideal situation is we don't want to be doing this often because, you know, um, obviously when we're blaming other people, we risk, we risk, uh, the possibility of, you know, losing relationships around us that were actually serving us. Uh, so it's really important to recognize that, of course, we don't want to always be falling back on blame and using it as, as an excuse. But it's, as I said, important to see the positive, a more positive outlook on why we do what we do. So that's really, that's why we blame. Um, but the question I like to ask um, myself and others when talking about habits or maybe you know, as I said, in those times of lowness, when we fall back into certain patterns, I like to ask, is the pattern or is the habit controlling you or, or are you controlling the habit? Because ultimately, if you're falling back into these patterns of blame and you actually aren't even realizing that you're making a conscious decision around it and you're just carrying out the response uh, of blaming, you don't have control of the habit. The, the habit is controlling you. So you actually don't have the awareness, um, the strength and the awareness around your response that's happening. And you're at the mercy of your habits and patterns. So as I said, in the moment when we're emotional, we'll make decisions that sometimes aren't right and they aren't beneficial and they aren't the best way to go about whatever it is that we're going through. And uh, we feel like we didn't have a say. We're like, wow, I just reacted in anger. I reacted in, um, you know, I was sad or I was jealous or I was, you know, irritated. So I reacted and I didn't have control. It just happened. And it does feel like that. Sometimes we just say things and do things and we're like, why the fuck did I even do that? And that's, that's basically where blame in most, you know, at the beginning when you're kind of identifying these patterns, that's where it's coming from. Like it's happening and you don't even feel like you have control over the pattern. So um, I want you to know that I think I've repeated this before when it comes to the mind and this concept of the mind's library. Uh, so when I'm talking about, if I go back to the, the first episode and I kind of broke down the story of the mind's library, which also I have written an in-depth story, like a little narrative story on the mind's library that you can go read on my website, teganrabina.com. Um, and it gives you a real, the, a real good understanding of the concept that I'm sharing when it comes to the mind's library. But basically you feel like you don't have control over these habitual patterns like blame because your automated librarian is the one running the show in your mind. You're not your own librarian. You're not the one stopping the books that are the experiences coming in. Um, and the books always come into your mind in the narrative or the perception that you have chosen to see reality. So you have these experiences come into you, into your mind. And then automatically these books come in and these books are catered to how you think already and how you perceive the event will be how you, the thought will develop the thoughts that you have about what's happening. And ultimately the thoughts that you have about what is happening will lead on to the feeling 
uh, whether you're feeling happy, sad, joyful, angry, that's where your feelings come from. Your feelings always stem from the thoughts that you're having about the experience. And then ultimately, the feelings that you have lead on to the response that you have. So what I'm getting at here when it comes to these patterns and these habits, it's like wires that fire, fire together, wire together. And that's what I'm saying when I talk about the, wire, the, the neurological pathways in the brain. When we have one way of thinking um, it's wide, it's very strong, like it, it happens, you, you regularly think in this certain pattern and it happens on a subconscious level. So this plays out pretty much as soon as you're stimulated by an event on the outside and you don't even realize it's happening. And that's what I'm, that's what the point of this podcast is. It's about realizing that we can slow this process down and we can actually control it and we can become that librarian in our own minds where an event will come in and instead of just automatically filing it to a category that we've decided it is whether it be like this person's an asshole this person's arrogant this person's out to get me like let's just automatically file the books in those categories because that's exactly what's happening and then and then obviously feeling and responding accordingly we can get the book and go okay this is my current perception let me slow down so it's like, what am I thinking right now about what's happening? And then questioning, is what I'm thinking actually true or is it just my perception of what's happening? Because we all, we're always making assumptions when people are doing things and we're not really agreeing with it. We're, we're putting a narrative to what's happening and we're going, um, you know, for example, I don't know, say you're a boss at a company and uh, one of your employees rocks up late to a meeting a very important meeting that you reminded them was something they could, they had to be here on time for. And they are regularly on time, but this particular day when it's super important, they just decide just to show up late and you're automatically just like, oh my God, this person just is out to ruin my day. I told them this was such an important meeting. They had to be here on time and they purposely came here late just to bug me, basically. That's a narrative that is happening on a subconscious level in this situation. So, in this example, um, what I'm saying is, so the books come in, this is the narrative that's played out. This person, your employee, who's not always, who I'm just reminding you is actually quite a, um, is one of your probably most productive, like highly effective employees. They're not, they're rarely late, if ever. And it just happens this particular day that they've shown up late after you told them how important it was. So this, as I said, this response is playing out on a subconscious level. Like you've put this like narrative story on why your colleagues late They're They're late because they're actually out to get you. Like you must've frustrated them or, you know, maybe you'd said no to a request of theirs and clearly this is their response. So that's a narrative you put on it. So you need to stop and go, okay, is what I just said about what's happening right now actually true? Is there truth to it? And if so, where are the facts to back this up? If you had a message from your colleague going, hey, screw you for not giving me that holiday leave yesterday. Um, you know, that wasn't really great. See you tomorrow. Like, with like a whatever so like say you get like some type of message like that then yeah there, there could definitely be like some merit to think wow this colleague really is doing this in rebuttal to what I did but even still you don't you're still basing it off assumptions because they didn't say hey I'm gonna fuck you around and rock up 15 minutes late they didn't say that so you're actually assuming and obviously what you think is how you're gonna feel so you're obvious in this situation you're feeling angry you're feeling used you're just like I've been just doing you know, providing this employee so many opportunities for growth and 
they have just stabbed me in the back. And that is the, the feeling that you're going to be getting based off the thoughts you've had, which would then probably lead into your response where I don't even know. It could be that you um, embarrass the employee in front of everyone at the meeting, or it could even be that you actually fire them, even though they have been really great for months or however long they've been there. This this way that you've thought about the event is going to result in you losing someone who could have been, um, who is a very responsible, generally responsible and effective employee. So that's an example there. And this is me reframing it for you. So you've stopped yourself and realized, okay, this is the narrative I've given it. Is it true? And you have to be really firm on yourself. Like uh, most of the time, the thoughts we have aren't based on truth. They're based on our perception of reality. So go, okay, could be true. Um, but is this right now serving me? You know, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be pissed off. It's ruining my day. Is it serving me to think like this when I don't actually have the facts to back up the situation? No, the answer should be no. This is not really a self-serving way of thinking about the, the experiences you're having around you to automatically be villainizing those around us. It's a fucking exhausting practice. It is because anger, resentment, all of those things, they, they are, take up a lot of our energy. So regardless of whether they did do it to, they actually were doing it out of a sinister act, even just thinking like that isn't serving you because they're already winning because you're wasting this energy, your mood's been ruined, and you actually were the one who had control over that because you're the one who controls your thoughts. So let me give you an example of how you can reframe it. So you can realize, okay, this is the thoughts that I'm having. I've realized that, look, it's possible, but it, but I don't actually have the solid facts to back this up. So, um, and even if you did, it's like, okay, is it serving me? No, it isn't serving me to be like thinking and feeling and therefore exerting my energy in the form of anger and resentment right now. Nope, not serving me. So you can be like, okay, so... I told my colleague or my employee or whatever that this was a very important meeting. They have shown up late. Um, I hope they're okay. Maybe, maybe they got caught in traffic. Um, you know, they've maybe, the, maybe that one of their kids was sick and they had to tend to them. Like you don't know what's happened in their life. So it's like, I don't know the situation. So before I even start to exhaust my emotions, I'm actually going to go find the truth and go to my employee and pull them aside and go, Hey, look, um, you know, I noticed, I noticed that you showed up 15 minutes late into the meeting that I did say yesterday was really important. Um, but I just wanted to check in with you first and just see why that is, you know, are you okay? You know, what, do you have a reason? Um, and then just, that's, that's where you're going to get more of the facts. And it could be, as I said, it could be that they were just being an asshole, but right away you've actually saved yourself energy by not thinking the way that you initially were, because as I said, you would have just been exhausting your energy on being angry and resentful and pissed off. So already you've saved your energy regardless of what they say, but let's say that, that your colleague or whatever, employee, whatever, they go, you know, thanks for, thanks for coming to me, um, speaking about this, you know, like I do apologize for being late. I know you said it was important. Um, but actually, yeah, my, my daughter was really sick this morning. She was vomiting all night and, um, she was vomiting all morning. So I actually had to run her to the doctor's office, um, first thing, um, hence why I'm 15 minutes late. And then of course, straight away, they've got a, they've got a genuine reason. Um, and you being the compassionate person you are, you're understanding, you're like, you know, well, I'm really sorry to hear your daughter's sick. You know, I'm glad we've had this conversation and now I know what's happened. Let me know if you need any help and, um, we'll take it from there. 
So you can see that by um, stopping, reframing how we think about things, it actually reframes also how we feel about it and how we respond. So these, these like the process of getting, um, identifying the thoughts we're having and then as I said, confronting the thoughts they're having and going, hey, are you true or is this bullshit? Um, that's actually the process that I'm going to be talking about in a lot of episodes because that's where change happens in that process, that moment of catching yourself in thoughts that aren't serving you and then reframing them in a way that you have a better emotional response and therefore a better, uh, a better response in the physical world that will change everything for you. That will that will you'll stop exhausting energy on stuff that isn't even real. You'll actually be able to cultivate, maintain, and develop stronger relationships, whether it be at work, whether it be an intimate relationship, friends, family, all of that stuff. This process and getting into that that part there of breaking down thought and reframing it, that's gonna change a lot about how you perceive the world because you when you realize you can actually choose how you perceive the world and by that I don't mean make up a whole fairy tale land of bullshit that isn't actually going to help you it's just uh, allowing you to avoid reality I'm not saying that I'm just saying pick a narrative that serves you because ultimately you have to you have to choose yourself and in that situation of that I just talked about of, you know, getting angry and upset about someone rocking up late to work without even knowing why it doesn't even matter. Like what the, is the first narrative of blaming and being upset and annoyed, you're already losing, you're already losing energy. You're already like, you've already, you're, your mood's feeling, you know, you're feeling like your day's been ruined. So regardless of whether they were being an ass or not, like you've already lost by thinking like that. So that is the process that we're identifying um, and that's the process that I focus on in my one-on-one -on -one work um, as a life coach as well, really breaking down these thoughts because ultimately our thoughts are just our perception. Our perception is not true. It is just how we perceive reality, which is based off our past experience. So I hope that helped when it came to explaining blame and how, as I said, it's a very habitual practice and we are, we are always blaming when it comes to the thoughts. So this experience comes in, our thoughts will usually, as I said, when you're, especially when you're starting on this journey of realizing the, the responsibility you have on a mind level and also the power you have to reframe your reality. Um, this is where, this is where we need to make the change because your mind's automatically filling in, basically automatically narrating the story and the narration is blaming someone else or blaming you, or blaming your experience, which as we just identified in the example I shared, it's fucking exhausting to live like that. Absolutely exhausting. Wouldn't wish it on my best friend, my enemy, or anyone. I've lived like that for many years where I blamed and victimized myself. And as much as it seems like it's the easier path, I can assure you it is not. It is hard to to make those take those first steps when it comes to breaking down habits because habits are hard to break but if you're persistent and you um you are kind to yourself and your understanding of yourself and the fact that this is a journey um and you persist you will be able to reframe your habits and once the it's kind of like once you get momentum in this in this practice of cultivating awareness and um you know 
and just like being your own best friend when it comes to your own personal growth, it does get easier to do. And you will see once you start heading on this journey that it is so much easier to to not live as a victim as we might think it is. Because as I said, when we're living in this victim mentality where we're blaming other people, we don't feel like we have the power. We genuinely feel on a mind level like we have no say, no control of our experience, and there is nothing we can do about it. And how sad of a way to live when you feel like you have no power of your own life. You know, that's really sad. Um, and as I said, it's not like, you know, don't blame yourself if you're, you find you're listening to this and you're really resonating um, with what I'm saying and you're, you're identifying, hey, look, I am living in more of a victim mentality than I probably should be. Don't be an ass to yourself. It is okay. And you like as I said just having those realizations you should be patting yourself on the back and being like fuck you know I'm identifying some shit that isn't helping me good on me you know I'm gonna now I'm gonna be persistent and I'm gonna work on breaking this shit down so that is why I'm sharing this with you so why is blame hurting us just as much as it's hurting others so this is something that really helped me and this this way of thinking the ideas I'm about to show you it really helped me when it came to breaking down my patterns of blaming others. And it's probably, I don't know if you've heard of it before, it may be controversial, but for me, I found it's really, really positively impacted my life um, and, you know, how I experience life. So I'm going to be sharing it with you here. And basically, um, the reason why, so when we're blaming other people and we're projecting projecting how we see experiences and we're going oh that's their fault that's my circumstances you know my my parents were assholes to me as a kid that's why I'm like this or you know like they fired me um because you know they like because I was just too good to work there like you just when you're doing things like that you're you're not only are you um actually missing opportunities to grow self-reflect and improve on your your own experience you're actually you're actually hurting yourself so if I go into more depth about this um, as I said when it comes to how we think and the habits and the way that we perceive the world um, generally how we think about one way or like how we think about one certain area of our life is how we'll generally uh, see another area so it's kind of like the the processes that we have and the neurological pathways that we've formed um, around our habitual thinking it generally plays a role in all areas of our lives so if you're blaming you know you're in your relationship and you're just constantly blaming the other person in your relationship you're probably doing the same thing in the workplace when things aren't going your way you're also probably blaming people in the workplace just like when you know you're you're, you know, with your family and you're having discussions and things aren't going your way, you'll be blaming someone in your family. So like what I'm saying is generally speaking, one pattern that plays in a, one area of your life will be playing out in another area as well. So that's really, uh, really quite important to note because that's really going to help when it comes to grasping the idea that I'm about to share with you. So what I'm going to say is that how you respond to others and how you think of others is also how you think of yourself. Let me say that again. So how you you think of others, how you perceive others and how you treat others is how you treat yourself. So if I go to the example of blame and 
you know, say I'll get an example of, you know, you've been trying to hang out with a, uh, a close friend you haven't seen in a while and they've cancelled three times in a row on you now. And you just go, this, this fucking asshole, like this piece of shit, like they obviously don't care about me, um, how rude of them, how disrespectful, you know, they just keep making it out like they want to be my friend and then they just drop me last minute. This is just absolutely ridiculous. I just, I'm not standing for this drama and this bullshit in my life. They have to go. They are assholes. So yes, that is definitely a pattern that can play out in your mind when someone has said they're going to hang out with you three times and has cancelled three times in a row. So of course, like, yeah, there may ha there may be some boundaries that have to be put in place when it comes to making plans with that friend. But I haven't. I'm not going to be talking about healthy boundaries right now or healthy ways to stay in your power and um, make sure that people are treating you how you deserve to be treated. I'm talking about blame right now. So the example I've just gave, the the narrative that I just shared with you, that's what you've just played out in your head. So you think that you're putting that on someone else, and you think that you're thinking like that about someone else, but the patterns that play out in one area of your life will most likely also be playing out in another area of your life. And if you're so harsh to judge, so harsh to just dump that on another person, I'm going to say to you that that is exactly how you talk to yourself. So that's a pretty big thing to wrap your head around, but this is, I have found this to be very true in my own experience where when I found that I was being very harsh on judging another person and saying things like that to them, like, oh, this person's irresponsible, unreliable, all these things, um, I found that that's exactly how I treated myself. So say I had some goals for the week and I only did like four or five of them and I didn't do the last one. I, I would just be like, oh, I'm just irresponsible, unreliable. I'm just not disciplined. Like these thoughts would start playing out in my head even though I should be more focusing on the things I did do, not in the sense of avoiding the fact that I didn't do exactly what I said, but because it serves me better to be kinder to myself. Because as soon as we start beating ourselves up for everything that we do, we're not going to feel the motivation, the connection, the passion, or the drive to continue on the journey of growth that we're on, whether it be pursuing a career, starting a business, or just like working on some self-growth. If we start being pricks to ourselves, we are going to stop because it is too much. So what I'm saying is, when you blame another person, the same, the narrative, the things you say about them in your head, the way that you treat them is exactly how you treat yourself. So when you realize that, it's like, shit, even when I'm blaming someone else and, and it seems like I'm removing responsibility, I'm actually creating these patterns where I treat myself like shit. So like, you know, you deserve to be your own best friend. You deserve to be loved by yourself as much as you love your closest friends and as much as they love you. So what I'm saying is these patterns, they actually hurt you more than they hurt others because you are actually solidifying these habitual patterns in your head where you're going to be talking down on yourself, being mean to yourself. Um, yeah, just basically being an ass to yourself. And 
I'm here to say that I think the world is already negative enough and the last thing you need is to be negative to yourself in the sense of not having your own back because as soon as we don't have our own backs and we're treating ourselves like shit, that's when we spiral and that's when we just really lose touch with like our, yeah, we really disconnect from ourselves because we don't even like ourselves, which is horrible and I've been there. So I understand and I'm sure that a lot of you guys listening have definitely had these um, these patterns play out in your life before and I'm here to tell you that, look, you're not alone. It's okay. Like it's really easy to think in these moments of vulnerability and in these moments where it is been, it's difficult to be us. It's really easy to think, wow, I am the only one dealing with this. I'm the only one that goes through these struggles. And again, when you're doing that, you're actually victimizing yourself again. You're playing this victim of like, I am alone. I am special in my suffering. I'm the only one that suffers like this. And it's actually, again, self-defeating because, as I said, you're separating yourself from the general consensus. You feel you feel more alone because you're like, how can anyone understand me? And the thing is, of course, like I'm here to say, like, you're never going to understand another person's experiences ever. You can talk about it. You can get in depth with them. They can tell you every part of their life story, the shit they've been through, the good stuff they've been through. But you're never going to really know. You're never going to fully be able to understand what it is like to be someone else. Never. You're only ever going to know what it's like to be you. And that's that's the thing. So even though, yes, you are right in saying no one's ever going to know what it's like to be you, we're all together in the fact that no one's ever going to know what it's like to be us. So if you find yourself in these places of despair where you really are, yeah, like making, make it out to be like, I am the one that suffers the most in the world. Like, I'm not saying, um, you know, I'm not saying that's not the case and that you're not suffering because of course, like we all go through different levels of suffering, different types of suffering and suffering is really is relative just like most of the emotional experiences we have they're all relative to what we have already experienced so I'm not saying that you're not suffering but I'm saying that thinking like that thinking that you're the only one that suffers like that even though it may be like it is technically it is true you are the only one that's going to suffer like that just like I'm the only one that's going to suffer how I suffer um, but it's not self-serving because you're victimizing yourself again which means that you don't feel like you have any power, any control, um, any responsibility, which makes you just feel more and more trapped in the position that you're in. So I hope um, that explains and breaks down blame, you know, why we do it, why it's hurting us and others. Um, And now I just want to finish up with how we can take back the control and we can stop stop letting blame control us so as i said first and foremost be fucking kind to yourself and i'm not saying avoid i'm not saying lie to yourself and go oh you know like it's not my fault like you know oh you know it's just i know it's like something i do but it oh shit i hit the microphone sorry about that guys but it's not my fault blah 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying take responsibility and go, wow, like I am blaming other people. But then just realize you don't need to blame someone. It actually, no one needs to be blamed for a lot of what happens because when you realize that we are all just living 
through the glasses of our own perceptions of reality, of course, things are not going to always align how we want them to because we're just all different people with different experiences and we don't know what it's like to be each other and to walk in each other's shoes. So, of course, we're never going to see eye to eye and, of course, things aren't always going to play out how they how we want them to. And then we and realizing that we don't actually have to blame anyone, that is so fucking freeing. So, I don't want you guys to be beating yourselves up. I want you to just be taking some deep breaths, reconnecting with yourself and thanking yourself for real for taking responsibility right now if you've listened to this episode and you've had some big aha moments I want you to just pat yourself on the back and be like wow you know good on you for being open enough to receive these ideas that I'm sharing with you and you know just own that shit be kind to yourself go well I've noticed that I have this tendency to blame Um, I'm here to take responsibility for it I know I don't need to be I don't need to further blame myself or victimize myself or make myself feel worse Um, now now that I've realized it the next step is to be developing that awareness and deepening that awareness around your experience so I definitely started uh, delving into my thoughts and re you know basically what I realized was shit I actually can choose to narrate the story of my life how I want and I can do it in a way I can actually narrate my story not from this victim mentality um, and I, but I can narrate it from a way that serves me and for me, for, in my experience, for it to serve me, it needs to serve my community and what I mean by that is my loved ones, my family, my friends, um, because that is how I um, value the quality of life. I really think the quality of our relationships reflects the quality of our lives because, you know, the best moments that I can remember having have always been with people that I've loved and people that I care about. So... When I'm taking responsibility for my shit and I'm choosing to narrate my story how I think it serves me, um, of course, I want it to be serving others as well. So, yeah, so in order to start narrating your own story, um, you need to get into that thought process uh, that I was telling you about. So if I go through the human experience model uh, one more time, basically an, um, uh, an experience will happen in the outside world and we will take that experience in, we will perceive it based off our reality and that will produce the thoughts that we have based on our current perception of reality and those thoughts will lead on to the feelings that we will have which will then in turn lead on to the response that we'll have to the external event that has just occurred. This happens really fast and really quickly in the mind so when you're actually starting to like reflect and break this down you'll find that a lot of the time you don't even know this is happening and as i said it's really about it's a it's about like doing bench presses like every time you're identifying your thoughts before you're having the feelings before you're having your response that's a huge feat and that's like doing a bench press for the brain because it's a very um it's definitely a challenging process to get inside of because this happens generally on a subconscious level but now that you're aware of this process and you're aware of what i was saying to focus on which is the thoughts um Next time you have something that happens and it triggers this intense emotional response um, inside of you, um, before you respond, I want you to think, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And, and don't fall into this pattern of like, oh, you know, they made me feel like this. Because ultimately, the experience came in, but it was your perception of reality and how you chose to process the experience, which has led to you feeling the way that you're feeling. So it's like, okay, I feel this way because of me. Now I need to identify the the thoughts that I'm having that have led to me feeling this way. So that's what you want to be focusing on when it comes to releasing this, this habitual process of blaming. Um, 
And yeah, I have already talked about meditation and I definitely know that, you know, uh, when I started this growth journey many years ago now, I, I only started meditating a year ago and I've actually been meditating for just over a year now. And I highly recommend it because it really does help you slow down this process um, because the whole point of meditation isn't to sit there in silence and just be a fucking, I don't know, Buddhist monk sitting in the wilderness not thinking for years. The whole point of meditation is to basically recognize the thoughts. It's to, it's actually about developing this deeper awareness and recognizing the thoughts that are playing out in your mind as they're happening. And it's when you're able to slow this process down that you'll be able to start reframing your perception of experiences and reframing it in a way that serves you because it, you know, it, it conserves your energy. Um, it also allows you to um, maintain better relationships because you'll be responding in a way that's more dignified, that's more respectful. Um, and that's from more of an open mind of like, Hey, um, what's happening in my life doesn't mean that something isn't happening. And, you know, like, something might be happening in someone else's life. So you'll be able to really recognize, hey, like this is how I perceive it, but I actually don't know the other half of what's happened. So before I exhaust myself with a stupid emotional response that might just be a waste of my time, I'm going to be identifying this and breaking it down through effective communication and through respecting the fact that other people have lives and, other, and shit happens as well in other people's lives. And it isn't to do with you. Um, so yeah, I could keep talking about this forever, but I would just say, Really, really taking what I just said then about how our thoughts are ultimately what results in how we feel and then how we act. Um, really, just next time you're feeling really triggered, try to stop yourself in that in that stop yourself there and go. Instead of responding in this heightened emotional respect states, I'm state. I'm going to backpedal and I'm going to just really think about why I'm feeling like this. That's what I'd love like you to do, and um, maybe even write down write it down next time you feel super triggered by something that happens in your environment um, and you're, you're fight, you're, you know, you're straight away going to blame someone else and you're in that, because as I said, when you're blaming, you tend to go on really, you tend to jump into very heightened emotional states. Um, so next time you're feeling triggered, I would say, stop, pause and go, shit, okay, I'm triggered right now. I'm feeling this way. Um, write it down, write it down. Like, Write down what's happening because as soon as you start to spit thoughts out, it becomes more, you are able to see your thoughts on a more objective level as well. Um, so I found that journaling really helps me too. Um, and again, I've talked about these things in the last episode, but I, I would love you to do this exercise next time you're feeling really triggered and yeah, do some journaling, take some deep breaths, like take 10 deep breaths, really connect, just like connect with now, try not to be thinking about anything, just really, really reconnecting with your present experience, journaling down how you're feeling and, um, you know, and just persist with this, persist because this isn't something that happens overnight. This is a process, but you'll find that the more that you persist with it, the easier it will become to, to basically re-narrate your thoughts in real time as shit's happening, which will result in you feeling better, um, having a better emotional response, and then therefore a better physical response. You'll find that your relationships will flourish, um, not just relationships with your with others, but your relationship with yourself will flourish too. So that's it, guys. Um, that's me wrapping up uh, my episode on blame. I hope you got something out of it, and I would really love to hear what you got out of today's episode. Um, if you've had any aha moments, please, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear how, you know, the big moments you've had today listening to this. 
Um, I, I really just love connecting with people and it's something I'm really passionate about. So I'd love to hear the feedback. Um, yeah, my website is going to be, I have a website, teganrubina.com. So if you want to learn more about my story, I have a really in-depth story about my personal experience on this planet so far, if you want to read that. Also, I have information on um, my coaching and my one-on-one -on -one coaching that I'm doing right now. And also I will be releasing blog posts each week about the topics that I'm discussing on the podcast. So if you'd like to dive in further and look in uh, more depth into what I've talked about today, then feel free to check that out on my blog as well, which is also on my website. So yes, thank you so much, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, um, please, you know, download, subscribe, whatever it is, you know, share it with someone who you think might benefit. I, you know, would love to be um, connecting with more people who are going to be impacted on a positive level by what I'm sharing on this podcast. So that would mean a lot to me. Um, and yeah, I look forward to you guys being here next time when I do my next episode. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Bye.